Hello and welcome to Stramash number 38. I am your host Ian Simpson and it is Friday the 16th of December 2011. This is the last show of 2011. Um, a Christmas show if you will. And uh, we have tons of tracks today. None of them particularly festive. Well maybe one, maybe, maybe two. Uh, we are going to start off today with a track from 1997. Um, it's Quite a nice way to start. It's Fountains of Wayne and Survival Car. Don't you want to ride in my survival car? We can take a long way home through Central Park. Funny how the crowd can find my wheels. I'm going where the road ain't there. They don't want me riding on the path we made to Union Square. The young folks do in West Coast towns. Plowing like a banshee through the overground. Funny how the ground can find my wheels. I'm going where the road won't tear. And only riding on the path we made to Union Square. Everybody hit the ground. I think I might have missed my calling. Everybody turn around, the light's about to change You better stand aside, why you wanna walk? Don't you wanna ride, 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 ride? Don't you wanna ride, don't you wanna ride? Survival car, we can take a long way home Bitterness. I'm just living under my skin. Oh. 
first set tonight was a Manchester band, Busker One, um, and a track called Call Your Name. I found them just tonight, actually. I'll tell you why. I went to Bandcamp, which is fast becoming my, my most favourite site for finding um, new, exciting musicians. I heartily suggest that you um, go just to the main Bandcamp website and look for free downloads, there's a tag called free downloads and when it kind of lists uh, the artists and, and and I picked that band entirely on the cover of their EP which is a sort of hand-drawn owl on a branch and uh, of course straight away the, the music just um, attracted me so it, it's a really good and, and they also rather interestingly do a, a little YouTube channel um, called Buster Busker One UK, and it's it's where they record cover versions of UK, the UK number one, and um, I think they're pretty pretty good at keeping up to date. There's there's um, quite a lot of videos up there, and they've got about three hundred thousand views of uh, their their cover versions so far. So obviously a successful venture, and it's getting them noticed, and uh, they they get gigs off the back of the. YouTube videos and is, and also I presume get gigs off the back of their free EP. Uh, it's a three track EP and it's just called Busker One EP. Um, the duo, I'll tell you a bit more about them, uh, Tom Allenson's a guitarist and sort of multi-instrumentalist and Catherine Jones is the singer and I think she also plays violin on some of the tracks but I don't think on that one. In between, uh, we had Loney Deer. Uh, I love Loney Deer. It's uh, from his sixth album. Um, Emil Svanigan is the name of the artist. He used to be a he used to be sort of a base, basically a bedroom artist, bedroom recording artist, and uh, he's finally moving it into the mainstream with some string sections and brass and things like that. And uh, his sixth album, Hall Music, came out in the UK in October this year. Uh, the track was called My Heart, in case you didn't know. And we started off the show tonight with Fountains of Wayne and their song Survival Car, which was released as a 7-inch single in 1997 on Atlantic Records and reached the um, dizzying heights of number 53 in the UK before disappearing without a trace. Uh, and it was from their eponymous first album. Okay, more music, more music. Um... What shall we have next? I think maybe a little bit of L1011. Um, I'll tell you a bit about them. 
L1011 are uh, sort of West Coast Los Angeles duo. Uh, bassist Christian Dunn and drummer Tim Fogarty. Kind of attracted me to this is the the the, the use of loop pedals. Uh, Christian um, also plays sort of guitar and bass at the same time, so he's got like a double necked instrument, um, which I don't know reminds me a bit of ZZ Top, but um, apparently one one's a bass and one's a guitar and. Uh, he uses that and the loop pedal to create a really kind of hypnotic, uh, repetitive um, sort of melody section. Think of them as a sort of grittier Sigur Ross. Um, the sort of reviews and biogs also sort of dropped uh, the name Silver Lake into the into the mix there, but uh, I definitely sort of hear Sigur Ross or maybe even I'll, dare I say it, a lighter. Uh, middle of the road Mogwai even um, this track I'm going to play called Lorge or Lorg is from their um, first album released in 2004 on the fake record label um, and they've just released a fourth studio album and um, I think a few months ago they were on tour in the US I don't know if they're touring at the moment but uh, I recommend you check out the website l1011.com
Like young Irishmen in English bars Some of whom betrays us Come mother a lonely field Come mother a lonely field Like truthful glances we exchange Some of whom betrays us Like letters written in despair, never to be opened. Come on, the lonely field. Come on, the lonely field. I took her picture.
just played as a sort of long time uh, long time show favourite I suppose you could you could call him um, Gordon Bell and uh, his new band The Sinking Ships and that is a track that you may have heard before um, I'm trying to remember if we've ever played it on Stramash before but it's definitely um, from an earlier Gordon Bell album uh, his new band are doing particularly well, they are You'll find out more about them at icebergs.ch. Um, they were on a, a Swiss radio show recently where uh, Gordon and bassist Kat Kuntz, or Mad Nutbag, um, as, sh- as she's known on Twitter, uh, Twitter Facebook, they, uh, they uh, fair to say, terrorised the, the, the show host. Um, and, uh, yeah... It was it was enjoyable. It's it's worth sort of uh, looking out for Gordon's um, Way Past Bedtime podcast. I think the the latest episode, or maybe the, just the one before, um, is the uh, the radio session. It's it's good, and Gordon and and Kat show their love of uh, Ivor Cutler, which is no bad thing at all. In fact, we should play some Ivor on this show, um, very very soon. Their album. Um, getting back to the point, Animal Kingdom is out now on iTunes 
and uh, I heartily recommend that you download it in uh, as many different flavours as you can. So, oh, Gordon has also got uh, some solo material out because, you know, one album at a time is not enough. And uh, that's called 12 Uses of a Dead Tape Cassette. And that is available um, through his website, I think, skunkweb.com. But if I've got that wrong, Gordon, sorry. Um, if you Google 12 Uses of a Dead Tape Cassette, Gordon Bell, you will find it. Um, it looks like he's covered in spaghetti, but it's not. It's tape um, on the cover. Although maybe it's the next album. Uh, between, um, or sorry, before Gordon Bell and uh, The Sinking Ships, we had um, Scottish artist Jackie Leaven and um, his track, Call Mother a Lonely Field. That was from his album, The Mystery of Love is Greater Than the Mystery of Death. Q Magazine rated it as one of their top 100 albums of all time or something like that. Um, it's it's quite a good album. It came out in 1994 um, and it kind of heralded Jackie's return to songwriting after a fairly um, long battle with um, sort of heroin addiction, well, not addiction, battle with heroin and um, also in basically learned to speak again after he uh, was mugged in the mid-80s and uh, his attacker crushed his larynx which meant he couldn't sing so since that album came out he has recorded and released 26 albums um, and on Cooking Vinyl record label uh, either under his own name, Jackie Levin or Sir Vincent Loon and uh, unfortunately he passed away um, on November 14th uh, after a, a long fight with cancer, 61 but I didn't get introduced to his music until I uh, was speaking to Grasset Gibbons Strong and group uh, sort of colleague member David Potter and uh, I'm sure he's mentioned the name before and, and, and mentioned I should check him out and I never did and it's uh, too late now but as a, as a big back catalogue to, to work my way through uh, so I'm going to do that and I recommend that you also check out some more of his work some of the videos on YouTube of uh, his live shows are particularly entertaining he, he tells a good story and we started uh, the set with um, Los Angeles duo L1011 and their 2004 track Lorge so, I haven't told you much about what's been happening. Um, this is my chance to, to catch up. Um, well, since the show, um, 37 in October, what have I been up to? Not very much. Um, getting ready for Christmas. I was down in Edinburgh last week. First sight of snow this year. Um, but it was a family day, so we were ice skating in Princess Street Gardens. Uh, me, and me, me and Mia. And by the way, you know, regular regular show co-hosts Mia and Nate are still kicking around. Um, they just tend to work behind the scenes of late. They they um, they have their own interests, and it seems to be sort of learning to play keyboard, piano, or drums or guitar. Um, especially when I produce my guitar, they uh, kind of flock to it, and you know, I lose any chance that I had of of, of playing anything. But uh, no, they're they're doing good, and uh, songwriting is going particularly well. I am working on another CD, saying that very tentatively. But I was going through um, an old hard drive, sort of in the process of moving all my old computer equipment out of the out of the house. Now that the laptop is sort of up to speed, and I found uh, an old sort of external hard drive, and on that. A good seven tracks that I recorded fairly finished versions of songs since 2008 so I've, I've got more material than I thought I had so I'm, I'm still hoping to have an album out um, in, in in December which is not no mean feat to be honest but I'm, I'm gonna give it a good go 
if if it's not out in December, then there'll definitely be something um, out in the first couple of months of two thousand and twelve. Definitely a good album. Um, lots of lots of proper songs for a change, as opposed to the weirdy beardy stuff. Uh, but there's still weirdy beardy stuff in case you like that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get back to just recording. Um, it's it's become a bit of a an urge to record, which is a good thing, I suppose, because I haven't felt that way for a long time. And um, what else? What else? Uh, oh, of course, th- this might be sounding particularly high quality tonight, and it's um, entirely due to the new microphone, uh, which I have um, acquired. It's it's a blue snowball microphone, and it basically looks like um, a giant eye on a stick, and it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's uh, it's polished aluminium, which means that you can see yourself talking into it, which is quite. Um, egotistical, I suppose, but it beats recording yourself on a webcam, I suppose. Shall we get back to the music? I think so. Um, Here's another one from Bandcamp. Now, I told you about um, the Mark Binyansky, you know, the stumbling upon him um, in a a, a Salem free newspaper and uh, then getting in touch with him and finding his music on Bandcamp. Well, Around about the same time I was I was in touch with Mark, uh, the featured artist about the end of October, start of November was Brian John Appleby, and uh, he's he's from Seattle and he's got an album out just now called Fire on the Vine, and it's on Bandcamp for fifteen dollars. It doesn't seem well, maybe possibly download only uh, outside of the US, but there is a physical release which you can buy if you're in America. Um, I've picked this track called Noah's Nameless Wife. Um, I don't know, this, the, the entire sound um, kind of reminds me a, a bit of the Fleet Foxes. Very echoey vocals, you know, high, you know, big reverb. Um, but it also, other times, it reminds me of the microphones and, I, you know, how much I love the microphones um, or Mount Erie or Phil Elvrum or whatever he's called these days, Elvrum and Son. The little sort of percussion um, and some of the tracks sort of tap jars, tap mason jars. There's a track on the album, not the one I'm going to play, called The Lake, which I really recommend you check out. And I might play in a future show if uh, Brian agrees. But uh, he's also very good at um, describing his songs. Uh, I mean, uh, he's he's written or he's replied to uh, a blog called Seismic Sound. Uh, while he was promoting his album, Fire on the Vine, um, breaking down one of his tracks called Honey Jars. And it's a really good description of the songwriting process that you go through and how a friend's suggestion sort of took him off down a different tangent with the song. And uh, It's quite a lengthy article, but I, I recommend that if, you, if you're into songwriting, that you read it and uh, you, you take heed of you know the advice that he's been given. It's, it's, it's good advice and it comes... I, I've seen a lot of songwriters sort of passing on advice, and the advice is all the same. Write it down, keep everything, carry a notebook, listen to your friends and and enemies as well. Um, but on that note, uh, let's listen to one of Brian's tracks. This is Noah's Nameless Wife.
the Noisemonger. We've played him before because he was previously known as the Jinx. Um, sort of fairly big Aberdeen band. Good following. Um, kind of self imploded or maybe just are having a sort of wee hiatus. Um, but Tom Big, who is the uh, sort of eponymous Tom, um, he's been releasing, a well he released that album uh, or that a track from that track from the album All the Colours of the Grebo which came out in June this year and he's got a couple of other EPs which are kicking around on Bandcamp and uh, it's free so I, I recommend you download it. Tom sort of goes in for, he's very into pavement and um, by the sounds of some of the tracks on the album also Love, you know the sort of influence of the band Love comes into it quite a lot uh, but I'm undoubtedly there are more than that uh, I I sort of bow to his wider knowledge of bands but he, he builds layers with seemingly very sort of loosely coupled um instruments you know this this the so the, the singing slightly out of tune the drum parts are slightly out of time the guitar parts are sometimes a little bit off but it all fits it all you know you get hooked into it um and He's been doing, I mean, it's a very deliberate thing he's doing because uh, he's been doing it for years. And um, no, I really like it. The, that track, by the way, was called Trick Rooms with three S's on the end. And uh, you can get that on Bandcamp. So, uh, before that, of course, was Brian John Appleby and Noah's Nameless Wife. And uh, Brian John Appleby's album Fire on the Vine is also available from Bandcamp for $15. What, what a sight this is um, for finding new music. And we've come to the end of the show um, already. I can't believe it. But before we, before we introduce the last track, which is a Christmas track just, just for you, from someone you know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of tell you a wee bit more about the songwriting I've been, I've been doing recently. Um... When I recorded um, most of the album 
Montague's lunchtime special in, well, I started writing it in 2003, recorded 2004-2005. When I started writing it, I was in um, Lura in um, Norway, near Stavanger, and I wrote the songs visually, so I you know, went for a walk in you know, dead of night, took photos, not the dead of night, late at night, took photos, edit the photos and you know, Photoshop a little bit, cut them together, made a sort of collage of them and wrote song lyrics on top of the photos. So it was very sort of visually influenced in it and it kinda helped set the scene. Um of course, being in a hotel room with nothing else to do but listen to music or write songs or take photos, it's, it's not um, it's not difficult to get a lot of words out. There's no distractions. But over the last, oh God, seven years, I found it particularly hard to get back into that frame of mind. You know, you've got to get lost in yourself in the sort of writing. Um, or I do anyway. I can't, I can't sort of write on the train very well. I get distracted. It's too short. Uh, you need to kind of. It's like reading a book. You need to sort of totally lose yourself in the um, scenario that you're trying to construct. And I've I've recently been sort of doing that a lot more. I recorded this is I'm not going to play it this week because um, it it is too rough to play. But it's it's the first track from the new CD and I've actually decided I'm just going to record the track and then edit the follow on track to sort of flow from there so it becomes a story. So I've got maybe sort of 11 or 12 songs now where, but they don't sit particularly together. So in recording the, the, the CD Montague's long time special, um, I sort of set out a wee story and um, and then sort of, I didn't edit the songs, but I, uh, I made sure that there was a kind of bit of a progression or a bit of a sort of reason behind it. But with this one, I'm making it progress because when one song ends, it's starting the next song. Um, that's maybe not a good way to explain it. It's inspiring the next song and it's in the way that the song ends, the mood of it. And um, maybe even the location where the song ends is inspiring the next one. And so the first one is a bit of a weirdy beardy one, I suppose. Um, the first one, the intro, um, it's kind of um, a reference to lots of false starts in this eighth album. Because this will be album number eight. But there's a lot of false starts um, in the sort of songwriting t- towards us. So I started one in 2005. It never got finished. Started one in two thousand and seven. Um, that did get finished, but it wasn't as long as I wanted it to be. And then I started another one in two thousand and eight, and then forgot about it. And I've been continually trying to um, start this album, but never really got a good feeling or a good. S- yeah, I just never got into the zone. But I've I've now got this first track down, which gets me into the zone as soon as I listen to it. And that gets me excited again about songwriting. Um, there's, there's one of the lines in the song where it says, you know, I'm back in 2003. And it is. It's like me being back in um, Stavanger, writing the song lyrics feverishly on top of collages of photographs. Um, it's particularly exciting. Probably not to you, but it is to me. And that's, that's, what, that's what's inspiring me just now. But it's... This so this sort of like refocusing song, let's call it. The song of a songwriting, um, moves straight into a, a track that's been kicking around for ages called "Drinking at the Pier," and it was only ever sort of a twenty-second, thirty-second song, um, sort of party song, um, kind of raucous. Um, track about drinking at the shipping in Stonehaven actually and 
because of the the way the the first track um, ended, I found it very easy to finish off drinking at the pier lyrically. Because you know, until until that track was recorded on you know early December, drinking at the pier was just you know twenty seconds long instrumental stop dead. You know, didn't wasn't going anywhere. There was no ideas behind it. But this is kind of kickstarted that one. So that's now finished. It's got three verses, three uh, and different choruses and things. And I've got no idea where the album's going next. So I have to record "Drinking at the Pier" right after this, actually, and then see where that goes, and then see where the next one goes, and see where the next one goes. So it's it's an exciting time to sort of tell you about the songwriting process. Um, also, because I was um, sort of doing that letter writing exchange with uh, with another songwriter from the Grasset Gibbon Songwriting Group, taking on board her advice about you know the imagery and you know how she's interpreting my song lyrics, and sort of really paying attention to what she says. And sometimes you know she'll suggest something that goes into um, a new song. So there is a track on 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 the UCD which which I don't know where it's going to be. But it's called um, "Is Is That Not Beautiful Enough?" and it started off as a song about gardening, because uh, it was one of those kind of like moments where I wanted to show her how to write a song, but or how I, how I wrote a song, but I had no inspiration, so I just looked at the window, saw the garden, and started writing. And from that sort of very sketchy mind map, um, couple of words, phrases, from her from her questions about the song and suggestions and we've kind of sort of backwards, you've had a wee conversation over this song and it's now developed into this I think really nice um, focused piece of writing so I feel good just now anyway, I'm babbling so I should should stop and I should finish podcast number 38 um I don't want to call it babbling. Let's call it something Christmassy. Um, I could, I could call it, I could call it something Christmassy. That's what we'll do, okay? Um, and on that theme, let's finish Stramash with a track called "Merry Christmas," and this is uh, a wee bit um, rude, shall we say? And uh, it features Gordon Bell. Uh, I think it's just Gordon Bell on his own. Uh, apologies if Kat is involved in any way with this track. Um, oh, no, I think she is. I think she is because there's backing vocals. So, sorry, Gordon and Kat. And um, this isn't on any CD. It's just available through Facebook, I think it is. If you look for Gordon Bell and the Sinking Ships on Facebook, you will get the track. And uh, I have been kind of sending it to Six Music to try and get them to pick it up on the BBC because it's good but I think the swear words might put them off but you never know, it might it might turn up on a late night um, Six Music show which would be fantastic um, yes so, um, if you're easily offended I would stop now if not um, then listen on and Have a great Christmas and I will definitely see you in early 2012 for the next Stramash, number 39. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, some tracks from a brand new CD to play you. But uh, if you want to get in touch with the show and suggest uh, music to be played in the next show, apart from from my own and the, the regulars, if you could get in touch through uh, Facebook or Twitter, uh, at Stramash Podcast is my Twitter handle. Um, or you could search for Stramash Podcast on Facebook. And uh, if all else fails, if you go to listen.2 forward slash Stramash, it will take you to the iTunes page where you can uh, find out about the most recent show and perhaps even get a direct link to the Facebook or Twitter pages. And uh, on that point, I think my promotion is done. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. And Gordon and Kat.
Thank you very much for the song. Take it away. Market store is playing indie pop again Tell me I'll be happy if I just buy more We're all getting pissed in the public store Throw it all back up on the bathroom floor If only life could be more simple We'd live in the woods beneath the trees Tried to get to heaven with my credit but they wouldn't let me in cause it smells so bad So I'm dancing with the devil in the deep blue sea He tells me things that never knew about me If only life could be more simple We'd live in the woods beneath the trees Christmas, I wouldn't wanna miss this, so Merry fucking Christmas. 